Hello, hello. <laughs> All right. My introduction for your episode. Hmm. So many things to say. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. <laughs> What's um, up? We'll break it down. We'll break it down. So for everybody listening, this is Supa. Uh, you can find him all over the place. We'll get to that. He's a Jamaican menace to the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and to my soul. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, let's see. So I we met on TikTok. No, I lie. Instagram. Somehow Instagram. through there. Yep. And then you inspired me and told me all the reasons I needed to get on TikTok. So I did. <laughs> yeah. uh, yep. So he's kind of my guru. Let's see. I ask him questions a lot, especially about tech or social media things, because I don't like being on camera and I don't like being the uh, product, but I am all of those things. So you're like my little guru at times that just tells me to shut up and get over it and just post your video and cheers just and have some whiskey. It have some whiskey in the process so let's see what do we want to tell it it's coffee <laughs> <laughs> it's coffee i'm still on coffee uh we'll move to whiskey later <laughs> um all right so let's see here so you used to do training let's start with that and you, you've been in and out of it what what's happening with that why did what got you into training originally as a personal trainer um i've let me see. I've, I've always been into training, kind of say. Um, it was always a niche from from playing football, from playing sports and whatever like that. It was it started from way back when when being my, my good friend, I called my brother. We were in middle school, you know, so it, it really started from then. And then even after I left high school, I was still dabbling in helping like going to the gym with people. Mm hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then for me, at that time, watching things on YouTube or whatever like that. So I already knew how to kind of work out because, you know, you're an athlete. So you got the gym there and you talk to those coaches there. But yeah, I kind of dabble in that. Also cars and stuff. So I started training people and then I got fat, but I was still training people, <laughs> you know, you and could then be fat just, and fit. You could be fat and fit, train people. Listen, I know some people that are the dad, bo the dad bot is in. All I'm saying. Kind of. It, it is. The dad bot is much, much more accepted than the mom bot. That just gets murdered. But that's a different story. This is about you. Continue with your dad bot. We could get into that too. <laughs> this this episode is going to be very different from the others because Supa is not a planner and he does not want to talk about himself the whole time. So. It's going to be a little bit of everything. We have some questions, but you can just I, get to see I, what we do. I wrote down some stuff. I, I didn't say you didn't. I just yeah, said they're right. going to see what we do. This is just how we function. It's just let's free be, ball let's, and be, let's go. I'm going to be real, people. I didn't write down shit. Oh, can we cuss on this? Sorry. This isn't G-rated, so yeah. Oh, okay. Although yeah, you yell at me if I drop a bomb on your live, but next. next. That's different. On the That's live, it's not. different. It's not. But anyway, we're not going to argue about that. So you you dabble in training. You fix cars. Your kind of day job is create, making airplane parts. Yep. So he's handy. And he'll tell you if you're, if you want to, you know, if you're going on a date, you have to tell a guy you have a flat tire and see if he'll come fix it for you or not. Yep. Even if you can ask. fix it yourselves, lady, you have to just ask the man if he'll come fix your tire, apparently. Does it does not matter if if you could do it. Doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you are actually a mechanic. Yep. Ladies, it does not matter. <laughs> if you're talking to a guy and you guys are like officially dating, dating, because nowadays dating means 10, seven guys, but or women, whatever. Touché. Whoever you are dating, it's not even dating, it's just sex. And when you're in, a, or you're in a, a, the next stage of whatever relationship, whatever, whatever. Just tell them you got a flat tire. Tell them you at Dunkin' Donuts on whatever, whatever, <laughs> or or Starbucks or whatever, whatever, and see if he comes. And if he do come, mm -hmm. nowadays I'm gonna say, buy him a coffee. There just you go. Want, just want to see if you're gonna come, honey. Wanted Boom, to see your go. cute face and you win points. That's it. Even the best I thing mean, to do is make sure to do it if he's at work or if he's about to go to work, something just to see. Right after work, somewhere, you know? This feels strange to me, but if you say so. 
<laughs> what is the purpose of that? Why do why do you encourage this scenario? Because if he gives you an excuse of why he can't come there, call somebody, call, don't you have AAA or whatever like that, he's not willing to drop whatever he's got to drop to come save you to, you know, if you're no. his woman, his significant other, whatever, 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 whatever. Mm -hmm. Should be able to go, you got a flat? All right, where are you at? Okay. So Do real you have a damn spare in your car? <laughs> All right, I'm on my way, you know? Real question here. Do you think that that is a standard that women can expect? Because I hate the word should. In general, do you feel like that is a Jamaican thing? Do you feel like it's an American thing? Do you just feel like no, it's a good dude thing? Is there any cultural no, component to that? Definitely not a Jamaican thing because we we don't we don't uh, work like that back then. You know, that wasn't a call. You got a flat tire. Where mm -hmm. we at? No, but I just feel that should be a thing that your yeah. significant other, the person that you're dating, if he's the alpha or whatever, and that some lady's gonna be like, hey, you know, I'm the alpha. But anyways, that's another thing. Should be able to drop whatever he's doing, mm -hmm. she whatever, and come help you. All right. Is it over if he says no? You should be thinking about. Hmm, okay. <laughs> what if I got? What if I got into a bad accident? Right. But that to me seems like it would be different. Like for real, if I'm like hurt and you get a call and you can't leave work and I'm going to a hospital, girl, bye. Like you need to say goodbye to him. <laughs> so what, but, what's the difference of saying that you probably got a flat tire in the middle of a, middle of a busy interstate? Well, touche. There's just potential for harm in one scenario and the other scenario, there's already harm. But anyway, I, I get what you're saying. I think it's a, I think hey, it is a good just, test of character. This time of day, if a woman, all right, let me say that again. If a woman by herself is broken down on the side of yeah. the road. Mm -hmm. I got you. You should drop whatever the hell you doing mm -hmm. and make sure you get there to go help her and take care of the situation. Yeah. And okay. then you could scream and yell at her after that. You dumb, you should have looked where you're driving. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. And here comes Supa. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> okay. Let me see here. Um, which way do I want to go? First of all, explain your shirt. Broke dreams, rich goals. Um, To be honest with you, somebody actually from TikTok came up with this uh saying for me mm -hmm. for uh my merch that i had started then i kind yeah. of it's on a pause but i still have it kind of yeah so uh, being on my lives uh, a lot of you ladies know it's a lot of ladies that come to my live and i try to connect a lot of you ladies together and uh what's pretty cool is she was talking about ideas on on my merch and coming up with quotes and whatever like that and i said think of something let me know Mm -hmm. And she actually thought of this, sent it to me. Uh, she actually made the design. It was a little bit different and sent it to me on my uh, Instagram and stuff like that. And then okay. I had my wife just created, created it, which it actually fits. And she was like, well, from getting your vibe and what you do, that's, that's what I yeah. see. Right. I can't take credit for it. It's fair. I just wanted to know, you know, what it, what it meant. TikTok what, name? What I have no idea what it is. I don't what? know what it was. I don't remember her TikTok name. Sorry. Well, that's all right. It'll come back around. You can drop it in one of your videos. <laughs> you can come watch Supa on a live drink and stand in front of a circus tent. And it is what it is. <laughs> Cheers with my coffee. You can so, have your coffee. What, 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 what is something that you would say is a lot of people, what is something people misunderstand about you? misunderstood they um that i'm a mean son of a bitch i'm a big teddy bear do people do you think people really think you're mean though like has that actually happened where people like really like they don't get the humor they don't get the sarcasm like no not even that like one of, one of my friends that i work out with in the gym this kid uh ralph and he's the he'll talk to people like i'm a social guy you know i'll talk to people whatever whatever but like i'm in the gym hoodie on big old headphones you know and and the face is just i'm here to do my thing and let's go yeah so he'll talk to people and they'll be like hey junior 
can you show them the right way to how to do this? You know, mm -hmm. things like that. So, you know, then I'll chit chat with people and they'd be like, man, I've been seeing you for mm -hmm. a long time, but I never approached you because you just, you just look dangerous. <laughs> That's the equivalent of women getting the resting bitch face. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I got the gym face. <laughs> the gym face. <laughs> That's my airplane face. What you're explaining <laughs> is me on an airplane. I got headphones in. Leave me the alone. I don't want to talk to you. I have to travel. I'm probably going to fall asleep. And don't tap my leg just because you see the headphones. I'm not trying to talk. Yeah, that that's one. And the other one I want to say also is because people will see me like on, on TikTok and Instagram and they think yeah. – I'm a public, like, share my business, and I'm very, 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 very private person. Right. And well, it might not seem it, but, yeah, that's one of the, big, the other big thing, too. I think that that is a, a bigger conversation in the sense of culture. I mean, yeah. like, like it's – and I'm not – I don't even just mean you as a Jamaican. Like, in general, people of color, whether it's Hispanic, whether it's – african whether it's american black what whatever those that is a population that is very private it, it, just in general and so that's an it's an interesting thing like when i when i talk with some of my white female friends that are dating like black men wherever they're from um and i'm like you have to understand that like for you to speak outside of your relationship to anybody else is like a huge no-no in that yep. world like you just don't so if you need that and you need to have your one friend that you talk to, you need to have this agreement with your, with your person. Like, Hey, I can't, I don't want to trauma dump on you. I don't want to be, because men also don't want to hear all the girly shit either. There is, there is a place for that. And I, and I tell people a lot, I coach people a lot in saying, if you had a real crap day and you want to come home and you want to vent to your man about it, ask permission, just go, Hey. I'm not looking for answers. I'm not looking for anything. I'm just pissed. And I want to vent for five minutes. Can you hear me for five minutes? And then I'll be done with it. That's a whole different conversation. Cause you can go, sure. I got five minutes for you. And then that just, that meets both things. You know, it's like, you're asking permission to kind of emotionally dump on anybody, but also they get it out. And, the, and both people feel like there was a certain amount of respect there. Like things like that, I think are really important in relationships, but I think understanding culture is huge. And like, people just don't get it. Like you kind of popped in on that live today. And so like I was, you know, for a minute and I asked him, I was like, do you put that you're Nigerian on your dating site, on your profile? And he's like, no. And I'm like, why wouldn't you? And he's like, well, why would I? And I'm like, well, I don't know, as a person who's dated African men, that that's a completely different mentality that I would expect from you than I would if I just assumed that you were, you know, and because he's like, most people think I'm English, but I'm like, no, there's a whole cultural component to consider about having a conversation with you, whether right. you know it or need to learn it. People should probably know that, you know what I mean? Like, just put your little green and white flag up there, like, you know. I mean, you see that all over TikTok. Like, you'll see that. Like, people, if they're not from the U.S., and some people from the U.S. will tout this flag and do their thing, but most people will, like, put it out there. But but I think it does matter because culture matters. Culture. I don't even put that I'm Jamaican. And when people hear that I'm Jamaican, know that I'm Jamaican, they're like, let me hear you. Right. How can you don't sound Jamaican? <laughs> yeah, well, when did you move to the U.S.? Um... How old Anywhere between, I don't know. I I, I want to say between eight and ten. Yeah, I would have to ask one of my parents. I, I don't know. right, and it would make sense to me that you're not going to be rocking a strong ass Jamaican accent when you've been in the states most of your life. Well, I know you get it with your family. I I well, my parents had put me into uh, speech class. I do remember mm -hmm. that. I had speech class when I was young. I do remember that. Was that um, to learn how to speak? American white. English, yeah, white, white honky. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Why did they back, feel like they needed to do that? Because back then, uh, early '90s, is it was, I mean, it still is big, but back then, my my mother and my father also still is said to me, in order for me to be somewhere, I need to speak proper, like the white people. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was that was the mentality 
what it is back then. You know, coming off of, so, and you know, it was crazy because back then, like even still in middle school, whatever, you know, people would joke and say it came off the boat, but I'm like, no, nah, I took a plane. But you know, <laughs> right, right. You know, coming off of whatever, and then you know, growing Got off up the in boat Florida and bought your Toyota. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just gotta, you got to speak proper. That was one of the biggest things. I guess. I mean, most people here don't even speak proper, which I think, okay, again, cultural component. When you listen to people from other countries come over here, it's like insanity trying to learn American English. And that's why I say that because we don't speak proper English. We speak American English. <laughs> like we don't yeah, we speak do. proper English. And then yeah. imagine all the, all of the, I mean, like Trevor Noah, you know, he's like, this is messed up over here. He's like, where do you guys even come up with your abbreviations? This is one of his things he was doing on his standup. He's like, you have ounces o-u-n-c-e-s he's like o-z what he's like i need six Ozes. like what are we doing here and he's like there's nothing more embarrassing than the time that i was asking for six labs of sugar he's like what's yeah. lbs like how do you get that for pounds <laughs> you know so it's just i can't imagine being a foreign person trying to come to this country and learn american english with all of its slang <laughs> but it does make for some hilarious stand-up comedy no it's pretty good no um the only time like my wife would tell you and she would know if I'm speaking to any one of my relatives, because I guess yeah. when I'm on the phone with them, it's just automatic. Yeah, sure. I don't notice it at all, but. Right. I know I, I worked with a hygienist um, who was Vietnamese and she spoke like I didn't know she could speak Vietnamese, which I know would sound stupid. And the only reason I say that is because there was no kind of an accent whatsoever. She didn't have like she didn't sound like a Vietnamese person trying to speak English. She spoke perfect English and then she would like bust it out and just switch one day. And I was like, well, when we, we went and got our nails done together and she just started chatting it up with them. I was like, holy shit, I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> Cause you know, I, she just, whatever. I mean, I love it, but um, that's some talent right there. I don't know. Um, what, what made you, I know, cause you like, we're trying to get, you know, you want to get into like like you like the motivational speaking part you like connecting with people like what made you kind of start going down that route because that's a big piece of like your tiktok and you know meeting people through there like you said you've connected a lot of people on there i mean i think that's kind of some of the fun of the power of social media when it's not being used for crap um to be honest with you that that probably has to do with with my wife and daughter actually i i which part Doing the whole TikTok thing and mm -hmm. just just do some quotes, do some motivational yeah. speaking thing or whatever. Like mm -hmm. they they bugged me when TikTok was just music, I guess. Oh, okay. So years now. So the the time that all these big people have blown up and they're in the millions, and you know they're like the number one people like on TikTok, you know, mm -hmm. um, they would yell at me till this day, like. That could have been you because look how you've grown yeah in this amount of time and if you were doing it then when it all started you know whatever but sure and then you it, just it's, and then you badger the rest of us to get one <laughs> yeah i badger you guys that's it because exactly because you you guys listen you ladies have the talent you guys do this i wing the hell out of majority of everything <laughs> i do okay so sure. for me to get to where I'm at from winging it, mm -hmm. when when you ladies have the patience, you guys have the the knowledge, you guys have all of that. Which me, I'm like, all right, cool, action, yeah, 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 all right, cool, bye. <laughs> Did you edit it? Nope. <laughs> well, I don't have a desire to have a big TikTok following. I kind of feel like at some point I was like, I think maybe if I get to 10K, whenever that happens, I might go private just because I can't stand the BS that comes on that app. It just is I didn't, not. I didn't want to be, you know, where I'm at. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I, I mean, if it. it happens, it happens. Yeah, it happened, it happened. I didn't expect like a couple quotes blew up and then, then right. blind reactions blew up. Like I didn't say all right i'm gonna keep trying to make sure to see if i can be tiktok's favorite no, no, no. so it's just like this is this is what i'm gonna tell you that i have observed and you can tell me if you agree or disagree with this or not because i'm curious about your answer on this i think that black men on tiktok can stand there and stare at a camera and they will get 500 followers a day 
no. Yeah, I knew you were going to say no. Yes, because it's amazing to me. Like, sometimes I'll just be flipping through, like, the FYP, and I'm like, here's a handsome Black guy. He's on here. He's not even looking at the screen. He's off doing something, and he's, like, talking with his buddies, and he'll have, like, 200 people in there, and he's not even doing crap. And I'm like, if I got on here and just looked off to the side while I wrote a paper, I would have zero people watching my lives. There is some element to just being a beautiful black man on that platform. Well, I guess that I will grow you. Minds, minds do not be blowing up like that. Nope. Okay. Don't make me pull up your videos and all these women who are clearly oblivious to the fact that you're married and they're like, oh, super, pick me, pick me. You got that on there, whether you like it or not, it's there. So shut that's, up. That, that, <laughs> happens, that happens rarely, that happens. Maybe and, and because people realize it more now that you are married. Yeah, because there's a lot of videos that I'm doing like this. Right, right. Your hands are always coming up in your video. My hands will always come up in my videos, but then they're like, oh my God, and I'm like, you're like <laughs> um. no i mean whatever it's what it is i mean you know famous famous people have women trying to throw themselves at them it's what it is but i'm just saying i think you guys have a leg up on the rest of us just the same way that a girl standing there half naked could do the same thing it's just it, it's just that's a whole different beast and them, them, them ladies be blowing it up or shaking it up Ugh, that's not how I'm going to get followers, but that's, you know, to each their own. <laughs> so I'll, what still, is... I'll still be working at this. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how we are for uh, one more year. Literally, I'm going on two years on TikTok. That's are it. you? Okay. Yeah. So next year, April, yeah, I, I want to say. I got on in 21. Yeah. I think it was like April of 2021 when I got on there. And yeah, I, you, I think you, you were just you you came on just after I hit a year, okay, or before I hit a year, something around it. Around my year mark is when you came on. Yes, probably because I think the first time we ever talked was February of that year, and then you were just yeah. like, dude, "Dude, just do it." And it still took me two months to get to it. And I'm yeah. like, I kind of laugh at some of my earlier videos because you can just tell yeah. how awkward I am. I don't like being on camera, but you know what? Here we are now today. <laughs> there we are. You're doing yeah. your thing, girl. Doing it. Something like that. Hey, look, you're working on your, your podcast. You're working on your YouTube. You're working on your <laughs> self-motivation, self-stop being a little pansy and just get it done. You know, you're working on, I mean, excuse yeah. me. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, you're, you're, right. you're, Hey, I own it that except it's not even about being a pansy. Like this is the real thing for me is like, I wish I could help people heal. And I wish I could put them on these podcasts and, you know, just be out of the lens for the interview, but that's just not how it goes. That's always been a problem for me. And I hope that I never lose that piece where I'm like, Oh yeah, look at me, everybody. Like, it's just not who I am, but, um, no. There's a lot going on, and it's it's a little bit crazy. I would really like to be, I really would. I really would like to be famous enough to be on a big stage mm -hmm. that I could run off and thunder slap everybody in the crowd and say, wake up, stop being such a punk. Stop, stop worrying about what the other Joe Schmo says about you. Let's go. But I'll probably be in a lot of lawsuits because the way the world is nowadays, that doesn't work like that. You can't thunder slap anybody, okay? Ah, maybe maybe someone in a back alley with no witnesses or cameras. Just just want to run down the, the aisle. Bah, 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 bah. You know, this is kind of a thing that comes up a lot. Like I just sometimes I'm just like, I don't even want to be on any social media because it's just so foul. But at the same time, you know, being in the mental health world and being a coach, like you almost have, you just kind of got to see what's happening. And so it's just like, there's so much, I think one of the most disheartening things to me is that there's so much foul crap out there. Like, why are we at war with each other about masculine energy and feminine energy? Why are we out here posting? Like, I mean, there's women that are just toxic as crap about men and, and like, if every single one of your exes is trash, what's the common denominator? Like, maybe you need to think about why you attract these people, why you accept this level of a person in your life, and what do you need to fix here so that you feel like, 
like you know what I mean but instead these people get on these platforms they trash people and they use words like all men all women they never do this like when you're using language like that you've already lost any kind of credibility for me no all men are trash no all men are going to hurt you no all men are anything that's the dumbest crap I've ever heard but this is the environment that we live in now it's we're so disconnected it's not the environment that we're living in yes it is the environment that we're living in now but it's it's the environment that it was always there but now There's because of social media the platform makes it big like right. uh the police brutality uh mm -hmm. gun violence or whatever it's always been there mm -hmm. it's just now it's being public you know on the public eyes and whatever yep. like that and, I, and i'll say this right now i think my opinion uh shootings police uh kids being missing whatever you want to uh animal cruelty whatever you want to think about anything yeah. i think it was worse then than what it is now it's mm -hmm. only because of social media and people with phones and whatever that brings it to your eyes and your attention right. to go oh that's messed up where's the world going to well no i think it's actually you gotta think about it back in the early 90s late 80s you know whatever like that there was no phones nope you couldn't record how many kids were getting kidnapped and right. being missing and how many you know things were going on we didn't know mm -hmm. how many shootings but, were but happening why, that as an know? individual is there a necessity to get on a platform and just your whole platform is bashing something a specific demographic or a specific person like i just to me i just think what a waste of energy you're not doing anything productive with it I mean, that is the beauty of the freedom of speech, whether we like it or not. Like this whole, do you know the whole Andrew Tate debacle, that dude? Yeah. I mean, yeah. whether you wanted to know about him or not, I mean, I didn't know who he was until TikTok and everyone was coming for him. I don't know that I agree with banning him because it's it's free speech, but at the same time, what he's doing has a huge effect of detriment to people's mental health, maybe even physical safety with some of the ideals when you take some 20 year old that thinks he's some kind of guru and whatever but i get mixed i get mixed feelings about it because on one level like I, all i can do is control myself and that's what it always comes back to i'm going to put out goodness into the world i'm going to be a good person that's the only thing i can control i can't control everybody else and i don't have to watch everybody's crap but it's just to me like we we have so much more in common with anybody that we sit next to than we do have that's not common. Yes, but as, there's, as there's, human beings, there's a lot more commonality. There's, I know there's human beings. This is whatever, but if everybody would have thought the same, the world would be boring. But I'm look, not saying you got to think the same. Here, here's the thing, too. Take out your feelings out of it and just look at the the what is the recognition that person's getting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what they're doing, what they're saying is is horrible, wrong, whatever, whatever the content could be, right? Okay. It's wrong. But for that person, they're getting the attention, aren't they? Well, for sure. I'm not they're taking that. I've never discredited that. And then here's the other thing, too, that people are not realizing in this day. Like, uh, like, uh, oh, my God, what was those boys? Island boys, Right. When they came out and they were singing that song, I'm an island boy, and people hated it, saying that they were they were dumb. You guys are mentally challenged. You guys were doing this and saying all that. I, I thought these way. boys were geniuses. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, how horrible it was for so many people to look them up, to watch their video. And then when you get to a certain amount of, of subscribers yeah. on certain platforms, yeah, you get paid for each person to go watch three seconds or more. Remember, it takes three seconds for you to be like, okay, you're all set. Yeah. You're going to get paid for this if they shut it off at four seconds, you know? Right. How genius is it for these people to bash whoever, to make them hate them, and then they go and start some kind of whatever. And then people need to realize... Some of these people who get more recognition 
Yeah. And they're bashing people. Somebody on the back end of a business thing will subscribe or prom- or sponsor this person so they could get paid for you talking smack for the world to hate you. This is where we live in, you know, and, and a lot of people look at this and they go, that's messed up. That, And then I look at it and going, he's making bank off of this. And that depends so, on, I think that's that, that speaks to people's values though. Like, is it brilliant? Yes. Is it, is it going to get you money in the bank? Yes. Is that how I would ever want to earn my money? No, that doesn't speak right. to my value system, but I'm not going to knock them for it. You, you got, your, you have, you want your you five have, minutes of fame. You got it. Right. You have your standards. Correct. But for them, their standards is I don't give a damn. I'm about right. to get some money. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, for sure. There's no, there's no standards in these people who talk about uh, abducting kids, uh, dog abuse, nope. Uh, nope. beating up women. There's, there's no standards. There's no nothing to them. All it is, is about, hey, I'm going to get my money. Right. You can hate me all you want. You could threaten to kill me all you want. But mm-hmm. realistically, the town that I'm in, that people know I, that my life is in jeopardy, guess what? The cops are going to protect that person before they protect you. Yep. But a lot of people don't look at it that way. Yeah. I just sit back and I just go, wait a minute. And then you, everything's open. So if you just look and you just go, oh, wait, he's getting paid from this thing and this thing and this thing. Thanks. You know, get my time because I just don't care. <laughs> and, and like the biggest thing is like some of these creators like myself, I'm not that big, but they're also creators that are a little bit bigger than me or a little bit under than me mm-hmm. and they get banned quick, fast, right? Big, big, yep. But there's these people who are bashing women, bashing gay people, bashing oh, whatever, right? And they have the whole attention. Oh, I know. I was just talking about that with the with the with the guy on the live today. Like we've talked about that many times. Like his account has been on a final warning, and he doesn't even say anything toxic. He just calls out toxic women mentality, and he speaks to it, and he's kind about it. And he's just like, "Are you kidding me? Like if a man posted this, we'd be banned in three seconds." And then like somebody reports it because some chick gets her panties in a bunch, and they're angry about it. But if he wasn't nice about it and just going in, it'll be a different thing. He probably would be all right. I know. It's just, it's gross. We're so backwards. <laughs> We're so backwards. Good grief. And I um, laugh about it. I just sit back and laugh sometimes. Well, I do too. But that's when it's like, but that's where I feel sad. It's like for these people that are influenced easily, you know, not everybody has a strong sense of self. And so they see something like that and they're like, ooh, I'm latching on. And then we have this vicious cycle of ridiculousness out in the world and hostile people. And it's like, men are worthless. Women are worthless. And I just sit back and I watch TikTok and I'm like, no wonder everybody's single. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> Y'all are <Yeah>. crazy. <laughs> I need, need to realize the good people get put last because the assholes sure. and the jerks always get put on the pedestal and they actually move forward because their agendas and their goals and things are completely different. Because they don't carry the crap on <laughs> to yeah. get to where they want to go. Now I hear you. Um, so you, I'm going to make you dig deep here. Don't give me a super answer. You are not one that will like reach out when you're, you isolate. You get, you go quiet, you disappear when shit gets hard in life. So that's fine. And a lot, and a lot of people do that. And I think it's just important to point out that it's okay to isolate, just don't unpack and live there in that, in the trenches. So what would you say to people that function like you when you're going through it, but you don't feel like you have any outlet that is safe to go to? How do you get through that? What would you tell these people? Like, what do you do? Because you always come back out. Yeah. But what's your process? What would you say to anybody listening that struggles with that? Like, I just can't do it. I don't have a friend. I don't want to go to my family. I'm not going to a counselor. I'm not going to a coach. I'm not talking to anybody. It, it's really hard. But one of the biggest things is, is you got to come to the realization. It's you, yourself, and I. It sounds fucked up, but you got to bend on yourself. You got to focus on yourself. Um, I'm an influencer and I motivate other people 
it takes a toll on you. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a toll. I'll be at what I don't like to talk about myself, right? But but then there's times that I, I, I am confident and I like to tell people I am not perfect, but the way that I could help people is because I am real with people and I go through it. Mm-hmm. So my connection with people is because I speak facts. I'm not reading from a book. I'm not, I, I know a lot of, I know a lot of guy, um, trainers, guy, therapists and all that stuff. And they just go by this piece of paper and they know how to speak the right words or whatever. And I mm-hmm. tell you, well, it's your fucking fault. Cause you're an idiot. You just go, what? Well, so I have this thing that I, that I, some people don't really like what I say sometimes is majority of things that happen to you is your fault. Now you can't say from a kid, I feel like, um, 18 and younger, you really can't blame them because they're still young. You could even go a little bit older, but majority of stuff that happens to you Majority. I'm not saying everything. Majority right. of stuff that happens to you, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, well, no, it's not. Da, da. And I said, there you are. There you go right there. You won't, a lot of people won't take blame for their shit. Right. Right. And some people will be like, well, this person, da, 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 this person. Majority of people show you who they are. You just look past that to mm-hmm. something what you like that person Mm -hmm. do to you Mm -hmm. instead of this is the way I am. This is how I'm going to be. This is my energy. That's what's going to happen. All right. Something happens with what that person is like. I'd be telling people, fuck them. I don't care if it's your best friend. I don't care if it's a family member. I don't care if it's your spouse. I don't care whoever, somebody you're dating. If you feel that thing and you'll feel it in the beginning, but we look past it in the beginning. Yep. So my isolation is not really an isolation. It's the isolation to everybody else outside my family. So my thing is, like, you know, my, my wife will get most of the, ah, but then, you know, you got to, well, it, it ain't her fault. You know, mm-hmm. you just, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. But my isolation is for everybody outside. What I mean outside, people need to realize, no, it's not my my dad, my mom, my cousin, my sister. No. Yeah, yeah. It's me, my wife, the kids. That's what I mean. My family is good. Not everybody else. Right. Everybody else. Just fuck them. That's it. It's hard. Mm-hmm. But it, it came to not everybody could do it. It's really hard because it came to something me years ago to realize when I was going through some stuff nobody was around mm-hmm. when you hit rock bottom you realize it is just you yourself and I no one's going to be there oh my god let me help you pick up your pieces with you no that's fairy tale I don't agree but that's your experiences go ahead That that's well I'm talking about in the in the hood black native American black folks Spanish folks grew up in the ghetto ghetto you know, lifestyle. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, I will it's... say this. I think a lot of, and, and again, I'm not going to tell you your lived experiences are wrong because that's why I like people's personal stories because it gives a different perception. Um, I think what I see working in mental health, my own lived experiences, and as a coach, more often than not, the reason we go through it alone is because we push people away because we don't know how to let them in. And that's for various reasons, because there's times where I isolate that are healthy. Like, uh, I had a, I had a heavy caseload today of clients with some crazy and I just need to not be around anybody. I'm not answering my phone. Like I'm checking out tonight. I just got to decompress. And then there's when I'm like, when I think about when I was in an abusive relationship that comes with shame, that comes with embarrassment. Like you don't want to tell people what's going on. And so you isolate, isolate. I mean, so there's various reasons why people do or don't show up in our lives. And just like you're saying, a lot of people aren't willing to take the accountability for themselves and for the shit that happens in their lives. Like that either comes from your active choices 
or that comes from you not having boundaries and accepting the shittiness that other people are doing to you with you or around you, you know? So like, and I agree with that. And you, I tell people every single day of my life, you cannot control what happens to you ever. Like if wow. something happens, <laughs> did your light just fall off? Yeah. <laughs> said nope, clapper. I'm done. <laughs> clapper um, we're on but, too you know, long like i guess but but whatever happens to me like as an abuse survivor on um, all i can control is what i do to heal so mm-hmm. if i'm gonna sit there and i'm gonna stay in my victim mentality and poor me and this is what he did to me this is what he did those are all true things but that does not serve any purpose for me or anyone else to stay in that mentality and there is a growth process that you have to go through because when you hit rock bottom you can hit rock bottom for different reasons at different times of your life oh absolutely and it's yeah if we you know and it's funny to me because people want to be in control like they want to have control and i'm like you you show so much lack of control when you're so concerned about everything outside of yourself like you, you got to fix, you got to sit with you first and you got to be able to go, Hey, these are the things that I'm really great at. And these are my really shitty qualities and I need to work on them. So I oh, agree. Yeah, I mean, no. it's like, I mean, I think you and I agree on a lot of things, the way we approach them literally are a different format. <laughs> You're just like, well, no, people, I, and I'm I, like, let's talk about that. Let's come to Jesus with, you. with yourself. I know. It's I know because, we agree on a lot of things. And you know, everybody is different you know mm-hmm. everybody has a good family that they could fall on yeah and then there's people who don't have shit that because they nope. they became an adult before they were 13 right you know so you can't really fall on anything it's just you and then you get into these fake friendships fake family ships as you grow older yeah but when times are hard you're the one that has to get up and go to work. Yep. Do what you got to do to pay whatever you got to pay to survive. Nobody else is going to say, mm-hmm. here. Mm-mm. So there's, you know, yeah. there are people that go through some stuff and their family's like, come on in, we got you. Right. You know, I get that. Right. And then there's people like, when you hit rock bottom, you're like, you're going at one of those, the, the places that you got to stay the night, you know, whatever you call them things. Yeah. You know, there is that. Right. And I just feel like for for me, yeah, the shelter. But but I feel like for me, the way how I do it, yeah, of course, I got friends. I got good, close friends. I got whatever. But Mm -hmm. my closest friend, or or not to say say mine, but, you know, majority of guys, I'm going to say this out there, majority of guys in this time of day, future, whatever, your closest friend should be your significant other. Mm Mm-hmm. That's how it should be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some people are going to be hating this. And I feel like majority of guys shouldn't be wearing their emotions on their sleeves for everybody. That's just my opinion. Don't be trying to bash me, people. That's my opinion. <laughs> you should be big, well, there's bad, a level of, I, I, I agree. There's a level of emotional intimacy that needs to be for you and your partner. Like, your partner should know that you're a big softy, whatever you 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 know mm-hmm. whatever whatever, that's fine. Yeah. But to the society in the world, the way it is right now, that everybody's on social media, everybody's quick and fast behind a keyboard to to bash you and do whatever. I just feel like no, I'm not putting myself to be like oh look at the big. That's not me. Right. I'm a big mad mother. I'm gonna fuck anybody up. <laughs> I right. just feel. You know, like, you know, back in the days, you know, my father taught me how to do so I don't show no emotions. Yeah, but when you were home, mm-hmm. your mom had him wrapped around his fingers. You know, you should have seen right. that, but you didn't see it because you were too blind. Like, oh, he's brilliant, man. He's picking up me. But you grew up to be a big, strong man, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Shut up. But anyways. <laughs> right, right. No, I hear you. I mean, it's 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 just wild, but but, you know, earlier the podcast that I was interviewed on there, you know, there was a question about communication and things in a relationship. And I was just like, you know, women and men just fundamentally function differently. And there's so many men that would love to have that capacity to be able to let down those walls and tell their woman 
everything that that they need to tell like that emotional intimacy that needs to be there like nope ideally that would be great but how often do women make that space safe enough for that man to be able to do that it's not well, it's a lot not of women will say yes a lot of women would say yes but they think they no. do but they shut people down a lot and it's and it's and it's going to be one of the women things even do it to in, women yeah what it's going to be one of the toughest things like people go like, how's oh, no 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 it's going to be one of the toughest things to let your guard down to speak to your significant other whoever that would be Mm -hmm. to let your guard down to that person and it takes time and what things right. is what the other thing to me what sucks is nowadays it's easy to, to just thinking the grass is green on the other side to jump mm -hmm. and it's sure. easy back in the time you know it was that was it well, it's, it's a click away if anybody wants it and that's true for anybody yeah. You know, and, and so, and, and then that's just part of a thing too. And that's why like that actually came up. I said, I remember as a younger Brit, I used to hear about like pre-marriage counseling and I was like, what kind of nonsense is that? And now I'm like, oh, I kind of see the point because, because when you're dating somebody, it's all fun and games and it's like, it's sexy and you're all enthralled with each other. But like, are we having conversations like, about bank accounts are we having conversations about financial and spending money and you know um do we want kids how we raise them what religions are involved do we want these things like people don't actually take the time and then all of a sudden you're in this marriage and you're going shit we didn't really talk about these things and now we got to figure it out yeah figure it out ahead of time you know like I mean, and, but if you're in the marriage, you know, like nothing's perfect all the time, like, or any relationship, some people are anti-marriage, but they're together for 40 years, like whatever, you got to figure it out one way or another, regardless. That's how it goes. That's the way we live. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's easy for somebody to go, I don't feel loved. I don't feel like I'm getting the attention to get it from a bunch of women. Or a whole mm -hmm. bunch of female, a whole bunch of uh, males or whatever. Right. It's easy for somebody right. to just go. Yeah. That doesn't fix the problems at home either. <laughs> like, nope. so you're still dealing with the same shit with a distraction. It just, it just, that's the way, that's just where we are. Right. Well, again, it's always been there. It's just a lot easier now. Just it's like a lot else. easier yeah. now. Yes. Yeah. A lot easier. There. Yeah. Um, so first of all, tell, tell everybody where they can find you if they want to come follow your shenanigans. Jr.supa, not supper, not <laughs> supa, not su it's super, just super. Supa. Supa. People be like, supa? No. Kind of nonsense. It doesn't even make sense to say supa. It's not a double P. It's not a double P. Jr.supa. On YouTube, mm -hmm. just get rid of the dot because you can't use a dot on YouTube. Yeah. So it's J-R-S-U-P-A on, on uh, YouTube. My Facebook, don't worry about that because it won't be around that much longer. Yeah. Fair. Um, so my final parting question for you, what anchors your heart, mind, and spirit? What anchors my heart? Right, it's in it's in a ice box. So I don't know about that. Well, my heart, mind, my mind usually says, "Filter that, filter that, filter that." Um, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I just I, I don't know because I just go day by day. But what what motivates you? What motivates you to keep going? You're just living. You got to understand. All right, a little bit. I am 38, all right? Mm -hmm. I never, never, when I say this, I never thought I would even see 21. That's how reckless and crazy I was. So just yeah. being, um, I'm a very patient person and being patient person comes from the stuff that I've been through. Like, listen, I woke up. Right. I might go through some what? shit today, whatever, me and, me and my wife, we, you know, things or whatever, mm -hmm. but I woke up mm -hmm. to, to realize that I can motivate and inspire somebody to do something. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. But, you know, everybody's got this, oh, yeah, because I'm going to, I'm past 21. I got a daughter. 
married. Mm-hmm. You're my stepson. I'm right. You might, you know, whatever, whatever, but you know, you damn sure if something happens, I'm the first one there. Right. But I never thought I'd be past 21. I was reckless. Mm-hmm. People would be like, reckless. Yes, I was. Hold on, hold on. Let me see, because I really don't like to talk about myself. So before we go, I realize what I do is is getting talking to people, making them feel better, blah, 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 blah. Mostly everybody wants to know about me. So we're going to do a quick little rundown. Born and raised in Jamaica. Uh, came, my parents were in the U.S. when I was really young. So I, my grandmothers and my aunts and most of my cousins raised me in, in the streets of Jamaica. Getting my butt whooped from teachers and people and whatever, running around crazy. Mm-hmm. We'll just skip some stuff. Came to Florida. Um, went to I went to a, uh, Fort Lauderdale Elementary School. Well, yeah, I started in elementary school. I went there for fifth grade, and then the middle school down there starts in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. So I went to the elementary school. I went to Fort Lauderdale Middle School, and as I could remember, there was barbed wires chain link fences and we went through a metal detector and that was like common it might not be there now it might be different some people might not even remember it like because i remember coming to school here in connecticut in middle school and was like i had i had the kid in play i had the box that was a thing back then you know i had a box Mm -hmm. i had a ponytail (laughs) oh yeah i was all that so Growing up in in Florida, my when I came when I moved to Florida, my mom lived in Fort Lauderdale with her boyfriend. My dad had just moved. Well, he was there for a little bit, but then he moved to Connecticut. Yeah. He was probably in Florida for like a year or two, and then he came here. So then I would travel back and forth, but I hung out with. At that time, I didn't know it, but you know, I hung out with gang members. Mm-hmm. I played pop Warner football down there. I took uh, karate when I was very young doing karate, kickboxing, you know. And then I could remember playing football and remembering like the gangs making bets on us and all that stuff. And yeah. I was like close to some of the gang members because I was good playing football, but it never clicked on you. You know, you were just like, yeah, you paying for me ice cream, you know. So then I would come back and forth from, from Connecticut to here to, to Florida, Connecticut. And then like met like one of my my dad's girlfriend was dating this this my dad's girlfriend's son. I remember hanging out with him and he knew some people. And then I got and got into cars and things like that, met mm-hmm. them, fly back down, you know, whatever. So now I'm here. I'm a car person, became a car person. I'm a more of a multi I do 50 million things, you know. Yeah. So I was I was working on cars. Fast forward things. I was race. I was street racing other people's cars without a driver's license. They would pick me up. So at that time, they, yeah, they would pick me up at my dad's house, my dad's apartment, drive me to the street races, mm-hmm. and I would race people's cars, and they would drop me back off. And then now I've been in the game for so long that I came into knowing a lot of people in the street racing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm getting trouble for this, but, you know, (laughs) allegedly, allegedly, you know, stealing cars and things like that. So it came really big that let's say your car got stolen or your, your, your boyfriend's car got stolen. Yeah. I came to that point that you would contact me, tell me what kind of car, just because we're cool and we're friends, I would actually make some phone calls, tell you yeah. I found it. Do you want it? And then you'd be like, yeah, of course I want it. Well, you got to tell them it's going to cost them like this much money to get it back. You know? And, uh, That's the so, baby! <laughs> so there's a movie called Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah. Good old Nicolas Cage and Angelina. That was pretty much 95% my life. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm here in Connecticut to Boston, boat launch and docks and all that stuff was about two and a half hours. Yeah. So we would do that all the time. Late nights, tow boats. We didn't have as much cameras we did back then, 
that we do now, but you know, you just right. all you got words about is the toe booth, but you just pay them. They ain't you're good. Right. right. So I did all of that stuff, all that crazy stuff, been in the car shows, been in the in the motorcycle scenes, uh racing motorcycles, doing stunts on motorcycles, um, hanging out with big street racers that that gang people be betting on things. And then the other people be so scared of these people. But I know those guys who are the big, big guys, but I was always right. hanging out, blending in. Sometimes somebody would know me, recognize me, and they'll give me that look and I'll be like this and they'll just, all right, we're done. Because mm-hmm. I made it to that tier where I was doing. Yeah. We could talk yeah. about that. I can make a book about the, those lives, but I've made right. it to this, like a general that, right, <laughs> you know, so that was all before I was even 20. Right. Well, and that's, that's the cool thing about making it past times like that. Like if you grew up on the streets or in the rough life, or if you were in a gang or whatever, and you get past it, like your perspective is very different and your outlook on life is very different. And I think, so like, that's yours. Like when I think about being, waking up every day, being thankful, it's because I lost my niece and she was 25 years old. And she said to me specifically, Brit live your life. I don't get to. So please live your life and do it big. Like, you know, all of it, you know, we had a lot of conversations about that. So, and, and it gives perspective. Cause I'm like, I might be feeling like I got a shitty day today, but you know what? Allura wishes she was alive to be experiencing my shitty day. So it just gives me perspective. It's not to dismiss what I'm, what I'm going through. It's just to wrap it up, like, like feel it, process it, get over yourself, Brit. Like it's right. okay. Life's going to happen. So no, I, right. I, I feel you. And that's, and I think that's where, you know, when you can connect with people on different levels, like, and that's oh, bunch of different everybody's levels. different stories, but yeah, I was, there was one point I was riding around on my motorcycle with a actual bulletproof vest mm-hmm. helmet. Yeah. So some people didn't know who I was, but I had a bluntly mm-hmm. bulletproof vest. Cause I knew just, just, you just never know. Well, I'm glad you don't still live the thug life because we wouldn't be friends if you did because I'm too chicken for all that. So, (laughs) (laughs) and we probably most definitely would have never connected. (laughs) I don't follow the, uh, I don't follow that lifestyle too closely for people, regardless of uh, if they're cute or ugly or indifferent. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to be killed by knowing you. So, yeah, it was, it was just something back then. It was just a, uh, it was a quick way to get money because back then, you know, I heard, I don't know, mm-hmm. that, you know, you could, depends on a car, you would make back then for taking, borrowing somebody's car. Yeah. And all you got to do is drive from A to B and you could make anywhere from a thousand minimum to a thousand dollars. Right. You know, that was like, in the early nineties, that was midnight. Well, yeah, late nineties. That was like chunk of money. That was like nothing, you know. Yeah. So it, it, back then, it was like whatever. So we just do that all the time, you know. Hmm. Well, all right then. So there you have it. Now we know why Supa's crazy and why he's motivational and he puts on his front. We've got you all wrapped up in a package now. I'm just kidding. I have. I have no filter. I've been sliced. I've been shot. It's all right. You're still a big teddy bear. And those of us that know you semi-decently know this. So that's why I laugh when you're like, like, oh, (laughs) was coming out to play, not his other personality. Got it. it." There's Junior and then there's Yeah, I was going to just say, there's Junior and there's Supa. And and I'm the freaking Gemini. So whatever. (laughs) Well, thank you for coming on. Um, Everybody, you can find him, like he said, at jr.supa or jrsupa on YouTube. And we're going to do some more collabos and, uh, you know, help motivate and get yourself going. All right. And then you're going to, you're going to come on my YouTube next. So that way I can ask you questions. See, I was nice. I didn't, I figured I'll do that. That's good of you. (laughs) Well, thanks. (laughs) Looking forward to it. I'm scared, but I'm looking forward to it. Lord only knows what you're going to hit me with. We know I'm not going to write anything down. We're just going to go wing it. Um, So it's all This is true as well. (laughs) (laughs) But we're definitely going to set up that and you're going to be a part of my YouTube and we're going to get that going. Fair enough. All right, girl. Enjoy your drinking evening. (laughs) Oh, oh, before we sign off, my mix for tonight. Oh, oh, oh. 
Here we go. He's addicted. Y'all don't know nothing about that. Okay. Well, come find his live and he'll tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take it easy. All right. Bye. Later.